The desire of Titus Women is to invite women around the world to know Jesus as their Savior, Center, and Source. May God guide and encourage you through this message. So what we're going to talk about today is another, these were seven, if you counted, there were seven ingredients. We're going to talk about the seven, seven ingredients that we need to add to our faith to, um, to be the kind of witness, to be the kind of uh, uh, person that Jesus um, um, can use in our, in our, with our neighbors. Now, I'm not going to talk about all seven tonight. Um, we're going to talk about some of these next week, but I'm in, indebted to this, um, this study tonight um, from Dr. Tony Anderson. He wrote a book about after sanctification and, um, and there's a couple books I've, I've run into that talk about after sanctification and they're so crucial because we need to understand what happens. Uh, I remember I found a book um, 2010, we were in Indiana, Indiana and it was another book called after sanctification and I can't remember the whole thing, but that's when he talked about Jesus doesn't change your personality. You know, I'm a, I'm a really kind of um, uptight kind of person. I, I, I just got a lot of energy and, and I was just expecting Jesus to take that all out. And um, he, he doesn't, he uses it. Um, and, um, and if it's not sanctified, it can really cause some trouble. <laughs> but Jesus sanctifies what we have and he uses it for his, his kingdom. And um, so this book, um, I'm going to just talk about the um, first couple chapters in this book called After Sanctification. But before we jump to that, before we jump to First Peter, I want to um, go back to Mark, to love him with all your heart, talking about God, and with all your understanding. This is um, Mark 12:33, And with all your strength and, with all, and to love the neighbor, one's neighbor as oneself, is much more and all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And so I ask, um, what did that, what does that mean? What, what is he saying here? Love is greater than anything else. And, and that's it. This, this Jew, precious Jew, you know, the law was up there and all of a sudden going, no, it's not equal. It's way beyond and it's interesting because in the old testament we hear about obedience is better than sacrifice and here he's saying it's it's love and um the next scripture um it talks about so john wesley i was reading um i'm doing a lot of study getting ready for some different things and so i was reading his uh, his um sermon called um the way to the kingdom which sounds funny because I don't know if any of y'all watch Mandalorian, but it, it's the way, you know, so this is the way to the kingdom. And I loved it. So John Wesley was already all about it. So he says, um, he says so sweetly, he says, thou shalt love it. Cause we're talking today about loving our neighbor, living holiness as a neighbor. Okay. So um, John Wesley, he says, he talks about the second branch of Christian righteousness. Okay. This is, righteousness that we have to live this is living rightly he said thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself and he said thou shalt i don't know sometimes i'm kind of dumb because thou shalt is like a commandment okay i don't know if i was reading like 
okay, it's a, it's a, it's kind of an ideal. Um, it's kind of like a, a suggestion. No, it's, it's not just a good idea, although it's a very good idea. <laughs> it's not once in a while, thou shalt. It's so like Jenny said, it is impossible. This command is impossible. But Jesus says we need to do it. So if he's going to tell us to do it, he's going to tell us how to do it. He's going to show us how. He's going to be, he's not going to show us how. I mean, he did, but he's also going to be in us to um, to help us do the how. This is what it means to love your neighbor. Okay. You will love and um, embrace with the most tender goodwill, the deepest and, the, and cordial affection, the warmest desires to prevent or remove all evil and to assure him of all possible good. Okay. That's that's just, we understand that. So he goes on, your neighbor is, that is not only your friend, we like, we like our friends, don't we? <laughs> or relative or acquaintance. Not only is he, is it he who is virtuous, the one who is friendly, the kind who loves you, who reciprocates your kindness, but every man, and he goes on to say every creature, every man, every woman whom you do not know by name or person, not accepting. And this is where it gets hard. This is where we read that other scripture about um, loving. Uh, it's not just loving our, those who love us. It's loving our enemies. So it says not accepting the one you know to be evil and ungrateful. Man, I tell you what, we have a lot of... Uh, people around here begging and when they walk away you know kind of ungrateful you're like <laughs> it's those people <laughs> the ungrateful the one who dis despitefully uses and persecutes you you must love as yourself with the same invariable thirst after his happiness in every kind the same un unwearied care to to screen him from what might grieve or hurt either his soul or body. So we look out for that enemy, that one that wants our downfall. And, um, and we're not gonna be able to talk deeply about enabling people, that kind of thing. We're talking about what is very clear about loving those when it's hard. And um, it's easy to love those who are good um, uh, friends with us, um, but this is, it's hard to be. And um, so let's look at first Peter, because to be the kind of neighbor we want to be, we want to first look at what we got to add to our faith. Okay. So let's look at second Peter one, one through 11. And I just hope this blessed you like it blessed me. It just, it just, I don't know. I couldn't get over it this morning. I was like, Jesus, you are so, it's too much. I can't take it. I, I need things simple and clear. So when I was looking at a um, second Peter, I love this. Okay, there's three chapters. <laughs> there's three H's. <laughs> Holiness in the first chapter, heresy in the second, and hope in the last. So we can hang on. I can hang. I can handle that. And so that's kind of a very brief outline um, of, of second Peter. And I want us to start looking at um, second Peter 1 through 11. And um, I think we get the key to Peter in, uh, in, my, in my scriptures. 
it's like the third word. Let's see. It's a it's the third word, servant. And you all know what that is. You know that means do loss. And whenever I read like Peter, uh, Paul says he's do loss. Simon, that that means they're so they've been bought wholeheartedly by Jesus. They they don't belong to anyone else. And you know it's it's a it's a it's a it's like a slave. It's one who's been bought with a price. And um, when I looked at this, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking that means when you're a doulos, you have no other master. You you unquestionably obey. You do whatever the master bids you to do. You are constantly in the service. There's no days off, okay? Not that we ever want, you can't relax, but we don't say, okay, Jesus, that's enough today. I'm gonna go do something else tomorrow. It's like, Jesus, what do we do today? What do we do every day? What do we do every single moment? I'm, I'm in with you, I'm all in. And the relationship is more than a negotiated relationship. It's one of devotion and overwhelming love. And so that's what we see here. We see this, Peter is just, um, he is totally conquered <laughs> by Jesus's love. And, um, and so then it says, um, to those who have obtained the faith, and I don't know if in your, in your, in your passage, you have a better word, because really it means being granted. It's being given. It's something that is just freely, I mean, it, that, that God gives to us. We have nothing to do with it. And um, what I think is even more beautiful is he goes on to say, of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I, I, that's what, what I love. I don't like it in the ESV. I hope yours is better. I hope yours is the one that says not that we have the same faith of equal standing. That sounds kind of like a, I don't know, kind of a business transaction or something. In another scripture, I hope you, maybe NIV, it says a faith as precious as ours. You know, there, there's something there with some feeling. I guess when it says that um, it's um, equal standing, it just seems a little bit kind of <laughs> cold, but it's as precious as ours. So we have the same faith as the apostles. We have the same faith as these precious ones way back in the first century. We have the same precious faith and um, it, it's, uh, it's just beautiful. Okay, so um, then he says, this is, as you know, if in the first little bit, you get, the, you get the message for the whole book. So he's saying, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. So knowledge is what we're working with. And this knowledge isn't just any knowledge. It's not just something you, it's full knowledge. It's knowing him fully. And we're going to see the word again, but it has a different meaning. But this is, he wants us to know that, have the full knowledge of God. And then he says, of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, which means the same. He's saying God and Jesus are the same. Okay. All right. So now we're going to get down to where, I mean, that's already blows me away. Um, but we're going to get down to our, our um, verse three. His divine power has granted us everything living and godliness he calls us but he also equips us he also supplies everything we need but he does what he does what we can't do 
but there's some things that we have to do. And that's what we're gonna talk about um, in just a minute. Um, I, I can't get away with this uh, from his um, verse three. Okay, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Okay, so I, I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking Jesus, because we were to pray this this morning. So Jesus, <laughs> help me understand. I mean, is you're working with a limited brain here. I need that other brain, whoever had the second brain cell. <laughs> Teach me to understand what you want to say here. And I don't know about you, but the Lord speaks to me when I'm washing dishes a lot, because maybe it's I'm alone and I'm just kind of like, you know, mindless and something. And I was making some banana bread this morning and I was washing the measuring cup. And it was almost like, I don't know where the thought came from, but he said, he said, Grace, it's like you hold up to me your teaspoon and you want me to fill that because you think I can do that but I want to fill you full. I want to fill you like we have outside this huge rain barrel. I want to fill you full. <laughs> I don't want to just fill you a little teaspoon. Can you trust me for more than that? And that was so precious to me because Jesus, as, as Kathy said, he wants to give us more of himself so that we can do the things that he wants us to do. And um, he doesn't ask us to do anything that he doesn't provide us for. And so his divine power, because I was thinking about his divine power. I mean, what, th what do you think of? Okay, he created the world in six days. He took down a superpower, Egypt, in a matter of weeks. He opened the Red Sea. He brought Jesus back from the dead. So we're talking power here and and we're kind of like asking like fill the teaspoon say jesus please come and do what you want fill me with yourself because i need it and i i want it and um and he will do it okay so that just blessed me because it says everything every single thing pertaining to life and godliness there's nothing there's nothing he 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 won't say, oh, that part, I guess you have to take care of. I can't cover that. <laughs> he's got it all covered, all of it. And we can have peace um, knowing that he's got it all covered. And then I loved it because it's, it's just through this knowledge. Again, it's this, this full knowledge of him um, that he calls us. Okay, so he grants us every precious uh, and great promise so that through them we can become partakers, partakers of his divine nature. So he wants us hook, line, and sinker with him. Okay. Now, um, so what do, we, what do we have to do? So what Dr. Anderson says is that our first thing we have to do is, um, well, okay. He says after sanctification, he says, holiness is the end and the beginning. It's the end of sin controlling us and uh, the beginning of a Holy Spirit controlling us um, and, the, and the divine power in us. So God does for us what we cannot do. Um, so we have to add, ask him to add, help us add to our faith virtue. Do we even know what virtue means anymore? I mean, it's just one of those words that, um, uh, so what does virtue mean? And I love what Dr. Anderson says. He says it is active holiness. Someone who is sanctified has a perception that he is, he is 
called and enabled to help and serve other people. Our neighbors are very real and very human. And, and you know, neighbors aren't just the ones living next door. We got those people are really human too. <laughs> but anyone we come, as John Wesley said, anyone we know yet or don't know yet are our neighbors. And so whether they play loud music, we got lots of loud music players and whether they have knees, whether they're so tied to the world that um, we see them staggering on, on the street, whatever our neighbor is, God says we need to have moral excellence in us so that we can reach out to them and be active in our, our good works. Okay. I, I love this. I'm going to share a little quote that I found from uh, one of the church fathers. And I don't, I don't even probably say his name right. John Christosom, Christos, Christosom. See, I can't even do it. He says, no act of virtue can be great if it is not followed by advantage for others. So no matter how much time you spend fasting, no matter how much time you sleep on a hard wood floor <laughs> and eat ashes and sigh continually, if you do no good to others, you do nothing great. And I love that. It's kind of like what we, if we go back to Mark 12, 33, no matter what we sacrifice for the Lord, it doesn't matter if we don't have our, our love and we're not acting out um, that love to others. Kindness. It's kindness. That's what holiness is. It's kindness. And um, who can resist that? It's not caustic. It's not acidic. It's not, um, it's a balm. We want to be the kind of church that says uh, Jesus wants to heal. He wants to help. He wants to be all that he could be for you. Um, we want to be courteous Christians. We want to be ones who respect other people. Um, we want to be people that make sacrifices. As we talked about the first week, um, the almost Christian will sacrifice if they have enough. The altogether Christian is going to sacrifice even when they don't have it. And um, I, I love that. Um, now, um, is your testimony a sweet one? I hope mine is. I, we live in a, um, uh, a neighborhood where I think some people don't know how to take me because I'm American. They're kind of afraid of me. You know, I don't know. They don't think I can speak Portuguese, which I probably don't very well because I got, a, I got an accent. And so, um, but I want to make sure I'm a sweet neighbor. And even when uh, we have uh, a lot of late night parties going on, uh, I just think Jesus wants me to stay awake to pray. I guess that's it. <laughs> so anyway, pray for them, I guess. But we all have neighbors who maybe who gossip. We maybe have to help them there. We have neighbors who are in financial need. We need to know how to help there. We have neighbors who are losing their family members. How do we help there? Um, so we need to ask Jesus for wisdom. And that comes into the next thing. I love this. Jesus says, or he says, virtue, verse five, for every, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue. Okay. So we talked about that. We got to be morally excellent, active, holy, um, holiness, active holiness. But here he says, knowledge, and this knowledge isn't full knowledge. This is knowledge we would call spiritual and practical um what's the word discernment and we need this we need this a whole bunch 
I don't know about you. I need it all the time. And I, I love that one of the key ways we get knowledge <laughs> is what we're doing tonight and what you did all week, studying his word. His word, if you want to get blessed, listen to R.A. Tory. He has an audiobook called, um, oh my goodness, How to Obtain the Fullness of, fullness of the Spirit. If you put an R.A. Tory and put fullness of the Spirit, listen to his first chapter on what the word of God does for you. Oh, my word. You'll just think, Jesus, I don't want to waste my time like reading anything else. I'm not saying that, but you know what I'm saying. It's so, this is why I'm saying it. There is a movement today, ladies, that says we don't need to read our Bible every day. And that scares me a great deal because I hear that talked about to missionaries and to people who are in, we're all in Satan's territories, but there's some people that are in, I believe a little bit closer. I mean, you're talking about uh, Muslim countries. um, And if you're saying you don't need to read your Bible every day, I'm thinking that's like saying you don't need to eat every day. We have to, the only way we can get knowledge um, that is the kind that is gonna make me act differently and think differently and um, understand Jesus better is the word. There, there is no other way. Yes, I can pray. Yes, I can talk to people, but there is no other way. Yes, I can hear precious sermons uh, about holiness. I need that. But my daily feeding on Jesus, feeding my own soul, I, there's, no, there's nothing that can replace it. Um, so that's the knowledge that we have to add here. We have to add, um, we need to know the word. Knowledge of the word produces faith. <laughs> um, Romans 10, 17. Um, it produces joy. You remember that part in Jeremiah 15, 17, when, uh, when he said, when your words came, I ate them. They were joy and my heart's delight. I don't think there's any of us that would say, I don't need joy. <laughs> so they're a joy. They bring conviction, which we so need. As we read last week, Psalm 19, by them, by your words, this, your servant is warned. It also gives us peace and assurance. The word also teaches us these precious truths. He is our shepherd. He is our refuge. He is our father. He is our savior. With the, with the evil one, with the devil attacking us, on, the onslaught is unrelenting. And unless we find space for what is true and good and holy, we're going to be overwhelmed. And you, you know that. Um, and in this, it teaches us, the scriptures also teaches us how to treat our neighbors. I love the scriptures because they teach us things that we need to know beyond these kind of things, but um, they teach us how to be a good neighbor. Jesus wants us to be wise in what we're doing. And that's what we have to add to our faith. I wish that when we were sanctified that something would happen up here (laughs) instantaneously. I'm still waiting for it. Um, But Jesus says, no, it's the learning. That's why you need me. I'm going to teach you. I want to show you. I want to teach you. And sometimes he's willing for us to make some mistakes. And those... um, Um, are also good teachers too. But um, 
he, um, not, not sin. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. But sometimes I'll say, Jesus, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the right thing to do is. And sometimes I just feel he's saying, well, just do something. <laughs> I don't know. And, um, and sometimes I, I book a, a flight that has to be canceled. Like, uh, so you, you wish you had some kind of, um, you know, this kind of omniscience, <laughs> it's not happening, but he can help us when we don't know, um, when we can't know, like when I, you know, this is my granddaughter, my first grandbaby was being born and you're thinking, Jesus, I don't know how it's going to work and help me do the dates. Well, I messed up on the dates, but that's okay. He helped me um, figure it out. So Jesus just wants to walk with us every step of the way and he'll show us. And, um, and if he doesn't show us that he's enough for us to walk, not knowing. Um, I wanted to share one of the things, knowledge is also important because sometimes if I act without knowledge, I, I can really hurt someone. And um, so it's very important to learn to ask and to wait. Um, our first, and this is really bad when you're the pastor's wife, you know, I was in our first church in, in Alabama and I started couponing, you know, back then when you did get the newspaper does anyone get newspapers anymore? I don't know. And um, I wanted to get the Sunday paper, you know, be that good wife, you know, saving money. And, and so the first few Sundays we got the paper and I was, you know, clipping my coupons, but then there was a Sunday, it wouldn't come. It's like, what, you know, it's just one paper a week. Why can't she get it straight? I knew it was a lady. And then the next week it came, but then the next week didn't come. And I, I was like, furious over a stupid coupons. And I was just getting ready to kind of call the, you know, the complain to the newspaper people. And, and we, I got, I got um, Sunday, I got the paper and then it was a note. She said, I'm so sorry. My husband's been so ill. I haven't been able to get out and do the paper route. I hope you'll understand. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't <laughs> complain. Because sometimes we just need to have this, this patience, but no, all the time. And this willingness to say, it doesn't, something's not happening here. And I, if I don't understand, I, I'm not going to, um, it's okay. I'll just have grace. And, and I think that's why Jesus named me grace, because I need to learn it every day. And I, it's so funny because my, my sister Faith, is learning faith and my sister hope is learning hope and I'm grace learning grace. So, um, because, um, it's easy for me to be hard. Jesus, you know, that shouldn't happen. So Jesus is saying, um, I want to remind you every single day <laughs> to be grace, grace, gracious. And, um, because it's hard, um, uh, it's easy to be, um, uh, too, too caustic. And I don't want to be that way. Um, okay. I want to be teachable. Um, one of the things that Anderson talks about in his book, he said, start asking your neighbors to teach you things. And, um, and maybe it's a little hard in COVID, but um, I have this great thing that happened on Sunday. I'm going to show you this picture. Our church is kind of, is in a pretty poor area. And, um, it's kind of right across from this little kind of like a, a bar and a bar is a loose word in the sense it sells liquor, but it's, um, it's a porch. 
And so, um, so I took this picture one day and I think the lady off to the left, you can see just part of her. She was, she's, she's the owner of this, this bar. And so at Sunday nights, we come to church and it's, it's going, you know, people are sitting there with their beers and everything. And, and we wave and (laughs) go by and, but Sunday I had to go buy some bananas and um, because we have, we had Sunday school for the first time since December. And, um, um, so I, I went up the street and, um, and this, the, the lady sitting there and I just go over to her. I said, how did, have you escaped COVID? Cause everyone I know in Manaus has had COVID. And she said, Nope, I got COVID. And, um, but, and so you see those plants there, she kind of pointed at some of them. She goes, Oh, but I was fine. I, I kind of drank these herbal teas, you know, and, and, and I, I wouldn't laugh because the, the Amazon has incredible plants. And, um, and so I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to, I already said, and so I had a conversation with her for maybe about 15, 20 minutes, the longest conversation I've ever had with her. And, um, and I'm going to go back and I say, well, can you tell me that tea? Can you show me that one? Because I really want to know. <laughs> and, um, and I, so I just think that Andy, um, um, Tony Anderson's right. Let's be um, humble and let's, let's get to know our, our neighbors and the ones that especially that are, are so different than we are, that we can have a, 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 a gentleness and an openness towards them.